0: Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight, see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms
1: who work are just parenting two times. This is like
0: modern work. Well, you
1: could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less. That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I look.
0: Working (laughs) and having a vagina. (laughs) One time I had a notification pop up during a workshop I was leading. Mm. It was my friend Kate was like, how's business going? (laughs) Question mark, question mark. Uh Smiley face. (gasps) And I was like really slick. I was like, because everyone saw it in the room. Right. Oh, it's great. And then (laughs) continued on with my presentation. Oh, very good.
1: Very good. Um, That is like the best case scenario Yeah. (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going to say at all. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Yeah, actually, you might want to, like, make that, like, tell your friend. Yeah,
1: I learned the lesson very early to take off the message preview on my iPhone when text messages pop up. So it's not like so-and-so and and then the first line of their text. It just says text message from so-and-so. Because, thankfully, nothing ever happened to me, but... Plenty of friends had a ta- like a guy they were talking crap about sitting right next to them. Looks at the phone and you know whatever. So, yeah, and
0: it's all there.
1: Whole bunch of things. You only need that first line to get the gist. So <laughs> anyway, um, is that your phone? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I only do. I only do not disturb your computer. Um, do you need to get it? I don't know. Okay. Do you want to ch- just check my shirt? Sure? And we're back again. Okay. <laughs> it was no one important. Okay. Um I have nothing to talk about today. Oh, I texted you last night about a shaman. Oh yeah.
0: Why? Okay.
1: Um well, two people I know want to hire a shaman. Um I didn't know what a shaman was. I had to have it explained to me. Do you have, like, a solid definition of one?
0: Not, probably not. I know that they are healers.
1: Mm, Not that kind of shaman. So this is of someone who is a guide for your psychedelic trips or whatever. So if you do shrooms or some other drug that makes you, you know pretty vulnerable to having a bad experience, there is a shaman present who can sort of talk you through anything that comes up or, I don't know, anything, anything that um, interferes with your your experience. So for some people, they just like go into psychic, psychedelics really lightly and they can have like a very traumatizing experience that takes like years to undo. Um, so people have started hiring shamans to prevent that from happening and to have them, help them have like a very positive experience. So you're basically hiring a babysitter for your trip. Um, and a few, a few people, a friend, and then a friend of a friend.
0: Like separately they asked you if you knew any shamans. Both
1: no, I just <laughs> said, I bet you I know who does and then <laughs> tested you to see if your boyfriend knew. <laughs> Which I was not wrong. I was like, I know who'll know. <laughs> Someone. We can start with a name. But um but they're two you know, they're two people who are you know part of, kind of part of the the socialite crowd, you know, so they want like a really good Like, I don't know if you can have certifications or... Oh, you can. What? Okay.
0: (laughs) I almost went to shaman school.
1: You did? (laughs) Why did you act like you had no idea what a shaman was?
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't get very far in my search because I, I mean, I can't give you like a real true definition. (laughs) So I must have like given up on that idea pretty quick. I think I found a school.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't even there are too many jokes to make about it. My head is overwhelmed um anyways, so i'm just
0: <laughs> I feel like that's a trendy thing though yes now.
1: it's a it's becoming i'm i'm just learn i'm just saying like I'm learning about all these kind of kooky trends where it's like huh like that's so far from where I am right now in my life that it's like. <laughs> Okay, so I guess if you have, like, a lot of time and a lot of money, you can think about these things, but, like, <laughs> I have neither of those at the moment, so sure, whatever, but I really enjoy hearing about it because, hey, I don't know, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of people, like, really similar to me, where it's just, like, all your conversations are like, yeah, I know, or yeah, I agree, and that's it. <laughs> me too. <laughs>
0: so, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, anyways, oof, I'm Diana Piper.
0: I'm Paige Slaughter.
1: And what are we talking about this week, Paige?
0: Getting caught up in other people's urgency. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a good one.
1: Thanks. You're welcome. I was, I was psyched to see this one come out of the jar. Yeah. it's been on there for a minute. Um, this one... I mean, I don't know. This this one has always been and continues to be a, a huge issue, mainly in the workplace. I wouldn't say personally anything comes up that often where someone, like, is really urgent and has, like, some emergency or something. Yeah. But it's always at work. Always. where Someone's got something going on. They rush it to you and they need you to rush it. And then it's, like, this whole thing that interferes with your day like you never get anything on your to-do list done because people are constantly bringing you urgent matters or urgent things that need your attention do you do you have a story for this one or did you just feel like in general it applies to your work
0: yeah i don't have a story because it just happens like constant i mean it's just daily really on some level
1: yeah okay Um, I want, where do do I want to start? I want to start with, um, Hope Boyd's article called Your Urgency Is Not My Emergency from the 16percent.com. She wrote it eight years ago, Miss Hope, a lady ahead of her time, um, or maybe just exactly appropriate because it's been going on throughout history. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But She distinguishes between urgency and emergency, and urgency is like a very important matter needing your attention, needing immediate attention. and emergency is an unforeseen combination of circumstances or the resulting state that calls for immediate action. So the key difference here is that one of these is unforeseen. (laughs) Right. You know, yeah. like, that's a great They both delineate. need immediate attention. But to me, with the emergency, it's like, no, you couldn't have predicted this. That's why it's an emergency. Right. And that is not what happens daily, you know? Yes. You don't have daily emergencies. If you do, you are, have very bad luck, I guess, but.
0: Or are a paramedic.
1: Also that. <laughs> Or you work in an emergency room, barring those folks. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a house where I was constantly rushed by my dad and we were still always late to everything. So one lesson I learned early is that it doesn't matter how much you stress about it because really the only thing that matter- matters is proper planning and time management. Like you can flip out 10 minutes before you need to leave the house. But if it takes you 15 minutes every day to get ready, you're always going to be five minutes late. Like, <laughs> you're a dummy. Like, get up five minutes earlier or move faster five minutes earlier. I don't know. So um, so really, and that's something that Hope's article points out is – that the root of all this is time management issues, mm-hmm. and when I think about any work instance where somebody brought me something that's like must be done right now, it's always it's always the people who peddle the startup mentality. It's like, <laughs> you just need to be able to work in a fast paced environment. You're like, you mean an unplanned, unpredictable environment? <laughs> To your own, from your own doing, like, no. Where boundaries are blurry and people are exhausted. I am not going to work in those environments. So, um, jump in any time here. Do you agree that it's always a time management issue?
0: I think, well, so what I, the one thing I wrote down for this topic is (laughs) (laughs) time and emotional approach.
1: Sure. Yeah. So,
0: yes, I would agree that it's it's either a time it's either a time issue or it's like there's a sense of urgency that actually isn't rooted in mm-hmm. like maybe you're feeling a certain way because of poor planning. But I feel like and and I've experienced this like in a in a startup community that's mm-hmm. like there is a way to be fast and kind of like I don't know like all on and like embracing urgency but without that sense of like oh my god like we're behind fire fire you know like stress it's more of like a
1: okay so you're distinguishing between actual urgency which is like due to poor planning like we have we have to do this right now because I didn't plan well and we're under deadline or planned urgency or hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that yet. Or there's perceived emergen- urgency, which is what you're describing, where it's just like somebody's constantly like, we got to get this done. And you're like, yes, we do have to get it done, but it can also wait till tomorrow morning. Like there is no real urgency, there's just a sense of urgency. Right.
0: Okay. So then that falls under your emergency category. What does? Like bringing a sense of emotional like stress to a situation, creating more
1: urgency than there needs to, than is productive. Mm, I think emergency stands apart from both of the things we just talked about oh. because it's unforeseen circumstances. There oh, are people right, right, okay. who are very calm. That's a real emergency. In emergencies, yes. even in real emergencies. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. Somehow my
0: brain started like putting emergency with like fake emergency oh yeah. I see I see yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: fake urgency urgency and then an emergency <laughs> so fake urgency is the people who just run around freaking out yeah even though things are like gonna get done and it's fine like you can do things quickly but not put a whole lot of extra stress on the situation yes but got it okay there's also, I kind of, I guess I kind of blurred the lines between like stressing about urgency versus not like personally, if I'm going to be late to something, I'm freaking out about it the whole way there. When I used to live in D.C., it took me a million years to get anywhere because of all the traffic, no matter what time of day. And I just like could not figure out how long things were going to, I would, try to leave as early as possible and it still wouldn't work. Like there would be some eight car pile up, you know, like (laughs) just in the middle of the highway, you know, you're like, ah, like just stuck all the time. And I was going to this, um, seminar, this like real estate investing seminar or something. And I was going to be like 10 minutes late or something. And I was stressing out the whole way there and, when I got to the parking lot or on the on my way there, I was like, okay, there's nothing I can do. And all I'm doing is like bettering my chances of getting in a car accident or right. getting pulled over if I'm like freaking out the whole time. So I was like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? I walk in and everyone goes, tisk tisk for like a second. And then I sit down and everyone forgets that I was late. Like, or no one cares at all. Right. <laughs> Which is more likely, and then I sit down, you know. And I also think your approach to these things, like, especially being late, (laughs) because that stirs up, that stirs up a lot of urgency for people is being late. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to go, you know, like that whole thing. And I feel like your approach as you come into a late thing also helps. So if you walk in like you did it on purpose, (laughs) which is what I decided to do, I came in I didn't. I didn't do the shoulder shrug or like, oh sorry, and kind of crouch to my seat. I came in and I and I put my hands in my pockets right at the door and like looked around. I waved to a fake person at the back of the room, <laughs> like I knew somebody, which always it's a a high school friend. <laughs> my friend Matt always did that. He'd always like fake wave to somebody down the hall, oh and it always gosh. got everybody <laughs> like. Well, that's so important. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And so, and it comes in handy a lot. You just wave to a fake person and everyone goes, oh, she must be a moderator. She must be part of the talk or whatever. At least knows what's going on. Yeah. And then you sit at the back of the room very casually. You know, like you put your arm up on the empty seat next to you or whatever. And you just don't apologize. (laughs) So anyways, that's my advice for diffusing a late situation. Yeah. Hey.
0: In terms I mean, of a confidence. work,
1: yeah, right. It works every time. And then in terms of like a work setting, if somebody is bringing urgency to your doorstep, you're not going to like fix that person. You're not going to get them to come down. Unless actually if you ask a lot of questions, their urgency kind of diffuses. <laughs> if you're like, "Okay, what what is this for? All right, what are we trying to do here? What's the goal of us? What's the objective?" Okay okay and when is this what's the deadline on this oh, it's got to be done it's got to be done yesterday yeah. people's hat <laughs> fucking yesterday on a
0: discovery call <laughs>
1: yeah cool well, I'll get in my time machine <laughs> you idiot give me a real deadline if someone says yesterday I go you got it and I put it on my task list and I don't put a deadline on it and I prioritize my task list by deadline and so it goes right to the bottom I got a spreadsheet for it. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, but if you just ask a bunch of annoying questions, people will generally just leave, or they won't bring anything to you anymore. You're like, wow, she just won't do it. <laughs> she'll uh, she'll ask too many questions. So anyway, those are my those are my golden tips. 16 minutes. That's it. That's the whole episode. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Anyways, do you have any tips? <laughs> oh, sorry. You keep trying to eat your ramen and I'm I know. right as you go to eat, I ask you if you have any. Well,
0: I've, it's not like a great thing to eat on the, on a microphone.
1: It's a little slurpy. It could not be slurpy though. It looks delicious. What kind of ramen is that?
0: Um, like seaweed ramen.
1: What? Gross. What? What's seaweed ramen?
0: Ramen with seaweed in it.
1: Okay. But it's not That's ramen like the noodles main made out of seaweed. No, no. No. Well, you know how they have like um, rice ramen and whatever.
0: No, it's regular ramen.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Easy, regular. Well, rice <laughs> things made out of rice always uh-huh. are mushy.
1: Mm, that's fair. Well, yeah, if you leave them in the water, I don't. I don't leave the soup part in my ramen. I just eat the. I just drain the soup part out and eat the noodles.
0: And put the powder on the noodles.
1: <clears throat> no, no, no. I boil. Every- <laughs> I boil everything with the powder. But then right at the end I drain it and just eat the noodles. And then I add like butter and basil and a couple other things. (laughs) More salt, not (laughs) seaweed. (laughs) Definitely not. Um so that's not like a I mean, cheap cheap ramen doesn't have seaweed in it, so it's like a fancy brick ramen, (laughs) right?
0: It's oh, kind of fancy.
1: I don't, know. I don't mean to brag. I really fancy ramen. Um, I always feel like ramen catches a bad rap. Like, it's a very, like, excellent cuisine choice. Cool. But everybody in America, at least, is like, ramen, you must be poor. <laughs> because that's what you buy when you're poor. It's top ramen. You know, in the and orange love packet. Salt. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also in love soul, yeah. The, I found out about ramen like not while while I was poor, it was after, and I was like, "I never what this is so cheap and delicious. How come I didn't know about Where this?" Was it? So then I started buying ramen even after I was like making a steady paycheck. Would you say when was I poor? What are you I asking me? No, I, no, oh, I thought you said when was it?
0: I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
1: Anyways, so what do you have for advice on like diffusing urgency in a workplace or what do you do personally? Like if you're going to be late to something, do you just, I imagine you just don't go. If you're late, you're like, forget it. I'm not doing it.
0: I do like, I do try not to get in my own head about stress, like stressing because I'll stress myself out to the max with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so like you said, trying to like, okay, what's the worst case? It's not a big deal. Mm hmm. I mean, it's already happening. So
1: it's already <laughs> it's
0: already happening. There's literally no reason to like drive faster or, or feel bad about it. I so the things that came to mind with this topic were all related to work because we're delivering a service and it's always a matter of
1: mm-hmm.
0: setting time expectations. Um, not cutting corners, but also like not letting things drag on forever. And all those things are really challenging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and certain personalities, okay. I think, don't create additional obstacles. Like, that's why my mind went straight to like the emotional or perceived urgencies. Like, that ends up slowing things down if you're stressing out and like mm-hmm. wanting to talk through. Like, you have to have a little bit of faith mm-hmm. and let things happen the way they're going to happen. Yeah.
1: Instead of what if, what if, what if.
0: Yeah. And addressing every single what if along the way hmm. is probably slowing down the process.
1: And killing morale. Yeah. Because you're introducing all these bad variables that people are like, what? Well, and think about that. Right. Well, what if that happens, you know?
0: Yeah. Or just, yeah, kind of lowering your own, like, you can't, someone who is serving you can't put out every fire all the time. It's kind of like a Boy Who Cried Wolf Mm
1: -hmm. thing, where Mm -hmm.
0: eventually you're kind of ruining your chances of having a good experience, Mm -hmm. because now everyone around you sees you as, like, someone that freaks out about every little
1: thing. Right. Yeah. Man. Those people are really hard to be around. Cause they're they're very neurotic. They're highly neurotic. And they see their anxiousness as like saving people from making mistakes. Like they that's the hardest part is they're like, I'm the only one driving this. You know, like, everybody else is like, actually, we're plugging along just fine. Like you're the amount of stress that you input in, that you put into something does not equal The quality on the other side. Yes. And that is where people go wrong a lot. But at the same time, what you're talking about with like, you have to get through a project with like a decent amount of urgency, but you can't cut corners. So you're like doing this balancing act. So you do have to maintain some sense of urgency. So how do you inject a healthy amount of urgency without Putting people over the edge.
0: Yeah. And that I mean, that's the big question because I think the answer, like, you can have systems in place, but then it depends on the personalities in the room, too. Mm-hmm. Like, certain tactics aren't going to work with certain types of people. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's this constant balance of what – you know, how do we take this feedback and make a better system versus how do we adjust this because – you know, they're super lax and they're not responding. Mm-hmm. So I need to be more, you know. Right. Or like they're super pressy and I need to bring a sense of like calm. Got it. To this situation.
1: I see. You're the, like the fulcrum kind of moving to create balance.
0: The fulcrum?
1: The fulcrum, <clears throat> you know, in like a seesaw, the middle oh. part is the fulcrum. So when you move, like if one side gets really heavy, if you were to move the fulcrum – right it starts to balance out again yeah so you're the fulcrum um <laughs> uh what did you say that made me that triggered a thought i don't know finding like the blends of personalities oh is it better just is it best just to say this is the deadline with no sense of urgency or and then people can just kind of like meet that deadline the way they see fit like the urgent people will freak out and the non people won't, but everybody has to just meet this deadline, so get there on your own.
0: I don't, I mean, that's pretty hard <laughs> if you're, like, collaborating on a project. How many deadlines do yeah, you Yeah, know. You know, that's like, okay, does that mean we have to change this one deadline into a hundred? Yes. <laughs> right, but then it's like, at some point, then, you're, yeah. cre- you're stifling creativity, you're... yeah. We're adding too many steps that don't need to be there.
1: You're lowering efficiency.
0: You know, like, it can't be...
1: Too regimented. Yeah,
0: too regimented.
1: Oof. That's tough. I don't know if I have ever worked in an environment where setting a deadline for something didn't work.
0: It's... so Stifling... How would you stifle creativity by setting deadlines? Well, say you're, like... I don't know. For a creative project, you're saying this this like social media post needs to be published on Friday. Mhm. And so then you break that down into 25 steps and you work your way backwards. Schedule it out. Yeah. Um, make the final edits get the feedback yeah okay backwards is hard to explain but <laughs> right
1: right um you back plan from friday with all the subtasks that need to go into it yeah,
0: yeah. so if you broke that down into like find an image
1: mm-hmm. write
0: a caption like yeah. do the research around hashtags have a conversation around like you're saying what's that your with stifle creativity in some, At some point, it would because, <laughs> because now you've taken out the process versus like if you sit down and you're like, okay, the objective is to sell this cup of tea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. And so if you're exploring it from that angle, you might end up deciding that you want to do a video or make, like, a GIF or a GIF, and I don't know which one is right, okay? No matter how many times you tell me. You know what? I don't know either.
1: I always say GIF because I think GIF sounds stupid. I think it's a GIF, so but I like I'd GIF. always doubt it. So that one. Um. Okay, I kind of get what you're saying. What you describe though, is, like, setting a deadline and back-planning the subtests, that's good project management. Like, that's a science. But if you have people who are creatives and buck that um, and buck deadlines they don't like to be put under those constraints now you just need like a really exquisite project manager who ju- who says the words that you just said like just sell this cup of tea but who also is having conversations in the background to make sure those deadlines are getting hit the project manager knows all those subtasks and knows when they need to be done for things to, like, go off without a hitch. And they just gently check in and guide the process to make sure everyone's being creative on time. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good luck finding that but how manager. Do,
0: <laughs> but how do you, like, put that system in place with every type of personality is the question. Yeah. Because some people do respond better if they see it. Like, I have employees that don't – it's, like – Yeah. Write it all out, every single step, and then hit it over the fence. Yeah. Knock it out, whatever. Knock it out of the park. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. That works for some people, for some. Over the fence is also
1: out of the park. (laughs) Unless you're outside the park already and hitting it into the fence. I don't know. (laughs) Over the fence, back into the park. Either way. (laughs) Okay, yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but things still have to, I mean, Friday's still the deadline. So whether you break it into manageable subtasks for people or not, they still have to get things done. So if you're, so maybe the solution is here for people who do not like deadlines, but you still have to have them. Like you've got to get the post done by Friday. Here are all the things that go into it. You do it you do them all how you see fit because some people might find the image first and then write the caption or write the caption first and find the image or whatever the case may be yeah but it's like but these are all the things that need to happen make sure these happen before friday does that make sense
0: well yeah sure
1: sure yeah (laughs) right i don't know i know were you not asking (laughs) no i wasn't actually (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm just trying to solve problems that aren't here (laughs) Anyway, um, but the point
0: is, I think it's it's interesting to try. It. The more people you bring into the mix, the more personalities, and the more objectives, and yeah. the more you know, one of those being creativity or exploration or mm-hmm. impact or you know ROI, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doing it on time. Sometimes doing it on time is not the first priority, and what? that's. <laughs>
1: What is happening in marketing?
0: <laughs> like as, because as you go through like certain processes, you might realize, oh, we stumbled upon this whole different idea and actually it serves our like larger objective way better. So we should oh. revisit this plan and adjust. If you cut <sighs> that process out because you're so focused on like the on urgency. The process.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: then you might I mean great, you did it and that's great. Yeah. But you may be missed out on some, like, right. discoveries along the way.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I would say for a novice, you give them those deadlines. You give them those subtasks. hmm And then as you kind of earn your stripes, those those higher thinking creative processes – might come a little more naturally and can still be done efficiently. Yeah. But if you start with no structure, that that's a tough thing to come back from. Yeah. Did you cut your hair? No. Oh, it looks really nice. Thanks. Your hair looks very healthy. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways. Um, well, geez. I mean, we come from two very different schools of thought. On the topic of being late and not stressing out, I used to have this um, accounting professor who would make you dance when you were late.
0: Oh, God. I
1: know. I was like, talk about somebody who doesn't understand incentives. What a disincentive to come to class. Like, Like, okay, I'm three minutes late. I will forfeit an hour and a half of education because I am not going to dance in front of the class.
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: not. Oh my goodness. This one guy, I swear, just did it because he wanted everyone to see his new sunglasses. So, this is this is guy. <laughs> he was from Saudi Arabia and um, he loved gold. He loved gold. So, <laughs> he had these gold framed sunglasses that he wore into class. But mind you, <clears throat> like he had them on over his eyes. But to get to that classroom door, he had to come into the lobby, get in an elevator, go up three floors, walk down the hall, and then get to that door before he like opened the door and took his sunglasses off right. very dramatically. Yeah. And it was like, dude, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, there were a lot of times where you probably could have had
1: higher visibility. Like, how, how immature do you need to be as, like, a? this is grad school, too. This is not college. <laughs> in graduate school, that you're like, I need everybody to see my sunglasses on my face. So I'm going to, like, oh, take them off in this dramatic way. I don't know why that memory stuck with me probably because I couldn't vocalize it like right then and there. It was still pretty early in the um school year so no one really knew me and I couldn't turn to someone and be like that guy's a freaking tool. Like <laughs> I couldn't couldn't just turn and mention that. And so I had to just sit there and I was like he has been in the building for 4 minutes in the in a dark building <laughs> with sunglasses on. Anyways, Don't make people dance if they're late (laughs) is the point of that story. Also, I hate that guy. So anyway, do you have any parting words? This is a short one. Because we're not going to just like beat a dead horse. I don't know. Like. It's okay to be urgent. Slow down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Just what? Why?
1: (laughs) I said it's okay to be urgent and you said slow down. (laughs) Do both of those. (laughs) Speed up. Slow down. Speed up.
0: (laughs) At least know why you're doing one or
1: the other is my point. Make sure that you understand what an emergency is and what can wait because like most of it can wait. And no one's going to die if you don't meet like the product launch or you don't get the post done on Friday. Like just keep things in perspective.
0: Yeah, unless you're a paramedic. That's a space
1: workplace. You found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes. And get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast.
0: What workplace? Not a no.